1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. One of my friends on Facebook wrote the following words and I quote, my mother has told me all my life. I am ugly, skinny, dressed like a prostitute, am useless and hopeless and has never displayed a photo of me in a home. And then she goes on to write comments from people that know me would be appreciated. Well, we're looking this week at the subject of identity. And here is an illustration of the kind of dilemma and crisis that people can find themselves in if they don't know who they are. Now, in this instance, this young lady was very confused and very upset because she had allowed her mother to project a wrong identity message upon her. How often that takes place And it demonstrates this point, that we need something more solid than the opinion of people in order to know who we are. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Welcome to Set Free with author and pastor Ken Legg, and I'm Phil Edwards. And what's sad about the young lady in Ken's story is that having received an erroneous message about herself from one person... She's now looking for affirmation from other people. Ken, we were talking yesterday about how so many people look to the approval of others and to their own achievements for a sense of
1: self-esteem. It's very common, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, remember yesterday we said that uh, some people are driven people because the only way they know how to feel good about themselves is by achieving. And the problem with that, of course, is they've got to keep on achieving yeah, got in order it. to feel good about themselves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I often uh, pull people out people up when they say, you know, that's, that person's a really good person. I say, why? Because you said so? <laughs> I mean, is it is it the opinions of others that make people either good or bad, in or out, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we hear that so much. Somebody say,
0: oh, he's a really good bloke or, you know, oh, yeah, she's great. But what difference does it make what other people think about us? And and even this lady in this Facebook story here, yeah. you and I have probably had things that are said about us in the public sphere like Facebook or in conversations that happen out there and we get offended because... People are saying nasty things about us.
1: Yeah. Should we? Well, I think what it points out is the fact that we need to go to find something more constant than the opinions of other people in order to get the truth about our identity. Otherwise, we will ride the roller coaster up and down, up and down, according to public opinion.
0: Mm. So so what about some other areas? We've talked about people being driven or looking for approval from others. What, What else do we put our identity hopes in only to come away disappointed
1: after time? Well, here's one, Phil. What about our appearance? <laughs> I remember once I was invited to speak at a pastor's conference in Canberra, and as we were flying into the airport, it suddenly dawned on me, I don't know anybody at this conference. So how are they going to recognize me? And I thought, this would be interesting. So anyway, I was standing by the carousel waiting to pick up my baggage, and this man comes straight up to me. He said, Ken Leg." I said, yeah, but how did you know? And he brought out this brochure with my photo. He says, uh, because of this. So now, if he was able to identify me, on the basis of my appearance. What about if we can improve our appearance? Will that give give us a greater sense of identity? Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, people think so because uh, people write books on this whole subject, Phil. I mean, we have books like um, Dress to Impress or, for those in the business world, Dress for Success. Now, I'm thinking about writing one for pastors called Dress to Bless. You know, (laughs) with the subtitle, Buy Their Suits, You Will Know Them. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that other great saying that, uh, you know, clothes maketh the man, Yeah. Uh, for example. I mean, that, that's just totally shallow when you think about it. Well, it is, but um, clothing and fashion is a multi-billion dollar industry today, as, as, as is the health and fitness industry. And people go into gyms and so on not just to get healthy and fit, but to look trim, taut, and terrific. Now, you know the saying, uh, no pain, no gain. I've got a saying, it's no pain, no pain. That's the goal for me, you know. (laughs) But again, all joking aside, if our confidence is in um, our appearance, we're we're really going to become disappointed and depressed because our appearance is changing all the time.
0: I think the thing to remember here is that these things are important. You know,
1: it is important that we look after our bodies, that we are fit,
0: uh, you know, that we we look after
1: our… We take a pride in our
0: appearance. Yeah, personal hygiene and all those sorts of things. Yeah. But really, we need to understand that they're only shallow. They they have a use-by date, so to speak. So we need to look a bit deeper than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not the real you, isn't it? I, I think it was Socrates that said, um, uh, you can bury me if you catch me, but don't call this poor body Socrates. <laughs> in other words, it's, it's, it's the person living inside. That's who we yes. really are.
0: Well, you mentioned yesterday that uh, our identity is based upon the one with whom we are identified. And certainly in the life of the Christian, the
1: one with whom we are identified is Jesus Christ. Yes, that's right. Um, yesterday we talked about the fact that you know we, we started our journey in Adam, uh, but when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, when we believe in Jesus Christ, the Bible says this is what happens. We're baptized into Jesus. Now that word baptized is an interesting word. It's the word baptizo in the Greek. But it's why I say it's an interesting word is because it's the word that's used in the industry of dyeing garments, you know. Okay. So if you say I had a white shirt and I wanted to dye it blue, I would take this uh, white shirt and I would totally submerge it in the blue dye. So here's the thing. It goes in as one thing, but it comes out as another. goes in as a white shirt, comes out completely absorbed into that which it has been baptized into. Now, that's what happened to us when we became a Christian. We were baptized into Christ. We went in as one person, in Adam, person, but we came out as a new creation now in Christ. And that
0: when you look at that in the context of identity with a piece of clothing you've got a white shirt is identified as a white shirt. Yeah. But you've now put it into the dye so it's then identified as a red shirt or a green shirt or whatever it, whatever color right. it is because it's taken on the characteristics of that which it has been immersed in.
1: That's right. I mean, we were talking earlier about you know our identity not being based upon our achievements. And the fact is that as a Christian, our identity is not based on what we do now, mm. but what he did there at the cross and by the resurrection. You know, we've got a new history. A lot of people are trying to go back over their past, fix up their past, and uh, get free of this and get free of that. Um, God doesn't actually fix up the past. He sets us free from the past. We are a new creation. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new.
0: I love where you just put that, then Ken, in that it's not reliant upon what we do now, but what on what he did back there on the cross. But we often think about our behaviour as being part of our identity. You know,
1: I, I'm a good person; I do good things, so therefore, you know, that's me. Yeah, in fact, I think um, a lot of people look to their behaviour to try to work out who they are. To the extent that now we've got an abundance of what I call psycho labels. Um, what do you mean? Well, psycho labels that try to define a person's behavior, but they go beyond that. They actually describe them as people. For example, a person doesn't say, look, I've got a drink problem. What does he say? I'm a drink. I am an alcoholic. Mm. Or a person might say, might not say rather, um, I was abused as a person, but might say, I am an abused person. Now, what they do is they wear that as a badge of identity and structure their whole life around that psycho label. Um, in fact, I think it's getting out of control. These uh, psycho labels today. I watched a program just this week um, about people that have narcissistic personality disorder. I don't know if you've ever heard that one before, Phil. But but on and on it goes. I was driving down the road one day and uh, somebody said, um, uh, "Have you been feeling a little bit sad lately?" Or you could be suffering from seasonal adjustive disorder. Sads, you know. I thought, well, and then I went home at night, and on the current affair, somebody was talking about do you know somebody that's got a problem with anger? Well, go easy on them because they may be suffering with intermittent explosive disorder. I thought this is a great game, isn't it? You know, something to hi- it can become something to hide behind yes, excuses. This is who I am, and, and I can do nothing about it. So I, I just did a little bit of research, and I think I worked out my one, Phil. I, I think I'm suffering from infantile di- regression disorder. Which is? Well, I, I behave like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all suffer from that from time to time.
0: It's, it's really interesting, though. I mean, we can look for our identity to be in good things or in bad things. And all of it takes us away, takes our focus away from really who we should be putting our identity into. And you nailed it before when you said that our identity should be based upon the one with whom we are identified. And that is, of course, Jesus Christ. And we're going to get into that some more in the coming days. Thank you very much, Ken. Thanks, Phil. That's all we have time for today. Hope you can join us again tomorrow as we continue our series, Our Identity in Christ. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.